If your AC is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill, presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present but not yet fully recognized. You have within you the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So, stay with us and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, Patterns of Meaning Part 2. And before we explore this topic, um, I'd like to say a few words about Alice Bally, founder of the Lucis Trust. Lucis Trust sponsors this show. Alice Bally wrote 24 volumes of literature, and those 24 volumes of literature are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show. And also I'd like to mention that we have a, a little gift for you later, and uh, it's our gift to you. And we'll talk about more in depth a little later on in the show. Uh, the following thought is from the World Goodwill Newsletter. The world is awash with information flowing through a multitude of different channels, TV, the Internet, print, cells, cell phones, and so on. Trying to keep one's head above this tidal wave is becoming more and more difficult, and the phenomenon of information overload is now well, under, uh, well known. What effect is this having on the developing consciousness of humanity? Well, we've spoken about this last time, and um, we want to continue with it today. Maybe, uh, Sarah, Dale, maybe you can recap our last show and also move us forward into new depths on this uh, theme. Yes, we um, spent quite a lot of time talking about the implications of uh, the information age and the information glut and uh, how all of us um, in the developed technological world are bombarded by um, more information than we can process, more information than we want or need, and what the implications are for this. Information is ideas of some sort, high level or low level, or just kind of innocuous and uh, not particularly um, significant on their own, but all of it has to be processed by the brain. If we overhear a conversation, if we are listening to the radio or television, if we are surfing the Internet, if we are 
trying to have a quiet moment and interrupted by somebody's uh, iPod or cell phone conversation. All of this is sensory input that has to be dealt with somehow by our by our brains, by our consciousness apparatus. And it's a form of stimulation if we look at it in terms of energy and force, not necessarily good stimulation either. No, all of this is, is really kind of clutter uh, that bombards us all the time. And um, I don't know if many studies have been done to... Uh, uh, that would indicate um, if it's creating any damage to uh, our brains or not. <laughs> but certainly uh, the uh, the impact, uh, even though it may stimulate brain cells to wake up and you know all the dormant brain cells that we have, if it's awaking the consciousness, then I suppose that's good in a way. But it's how we process all of this information that is uh, in question here because there is so much of it and um, we, we just sometimes get so fed up we want to say uh, enough is enough so leave me alone. We might get fed up. On the other hand, we are probably far too passive in terms of how we fail to really monitor and regulate uh, the um, sensory input coming into our into our minds. We go around the house with the television on or the radio or we sit there and surf the internet perhaps without any real purpose in mind and we have to keep in mind that all of this is um, stimulation that may or may not foster our spiritual beings and uh, especially with children who are very um, impressionable there has to be more um, awareness of the kinds of um, material they have to deal with and process how much fuller their lives and consciousnesses are today, but also us adults. And um, I'd like to put in a word for creating more space for silence in one's daily life, for simply thinking thoughts that are not qualified or colored by input from the outside world. If you really think about it, do you have any time like that during the day? Do you set aside any time? Maybe you could begin to establish even five or ten minutes. Right, because all of this uh, sensory information is coming to us from the outside, mm -hmm. uh, from the outside world, through our five senses and being processed and synthesized by our minds, which is the sixth sense. But there is also the capability of the human mind to look inward and to search inward for inspiration on a higher level and I think that is what is so much missing in the world today and really that moving in that direction and realizing that there is this inner world of ideas and uh, that we can also contact with our minds and it enables us to, we have the capacity to use our minds in that direction. And that's really what I think would be so beneficial to and stimulating for the awakening of human consciousness. And we should also keep in mind that um, we can build the kind of world we want for the future and for our children with more active um, discipline of our own mental resources 
One of the things I wonder about the new technology is whether it's perhaps taking away some of the creativity of human thinking and um, 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 activity because we are availing ourselves of systems of thought and entertainment that are created by others to entertain us. Whereas my understanding is that in ages past, people had to make up their own um, entertainment. They had to figure out ways to preoccupy their time during periods of rest and relaxation. Now it's more passive. It's done for us. And I wonder if this makes us less creative in our thinking and in our our activities. Well, that's why um, that's why uh, maybe a periods of quiet meditation would be beneficial because then you have the chance there to tap your own inner creative resources and you you may discover that uh, there's a whole new kind of life there that can come through if you can if you can do that and awaken that capacity within you and it it opens up the whole question here of uh, the interplay between people, between minds and between uh, uh, <clears throat> people all over the world. Now. And in kind of a telepathic way, we are so sensitive to others that we don't realize it. And I think we're constantly picking up other people's ideas uh, that they create their thought forms and we are creating our thought forms and there's a tremendous mingling of thought forms that are going on uh, unbeknownst to us and yet where this is where our inner senses can become more awake if we are more aware of this uh, kind of telepathic um, field out there of possibility of tapping the more subjective levels I wonder if um, people really think much more today or simply um, digest and uh, sort and assimilate information and data coming at them. I wonder if we really think as deeply as perhaps in ages past and in slower times. There's a difference between knowledge and real reflective thought. You spoke about thought form building. That's an aspect of creative meditation, not only of the overtly spiritual kind, but Alice Bailey said even scientists and good business people are capable of meditating in their creative, reflective pondering on the objectives and goals they hold in mind and seek to develop. But if we are just reacting to the overload of information through the media, we're not really thinking. And I'm not sure people are aware that there is such a difference. Uh, right. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. And that's why I think um, um, we, we tend to rely on scientists and science and technology to take us into this inner world and science just hasn't really gotten into that the real inner world of the uh, all of the etheric levels of the mind and the emotional nature there isn't a recognition uh, that there are these uh, fields of existence and planes of mind and planes of astral nature and uh, I think that's 
one thing, one great benefit of the Alice Bailey books is there's a tremendous amount of information there about all of the the inner planes and the uh, the structure of the inner worlds and the, particularly on the etheric levels, because that's that's where so much of the um, the the impact of uh, the inner ideas really <coughs> come into you know to our physical brains by way of this etheric nature. Well, it's as if the outer um, uh, structure of this inner uh, web of interrelationships is already in place before we realize the inner significance, and maybe that's the way things are supposed to be. We've talked many times about the new group of world servers, which is that subjective network of active men and women of goodwill serving the divine plan in all the different fields of human activity. That network or web of servers is very much a reality. If you look at the good work being done in the world, they may not necessarily be aware of each other. They are not involved in each other's activities on an outer level, but the inner uh, relationship that binds them all in love of humanity and commitment to the common good is very much in place. And the same with the um, media and technology today. The structure for communication is in place. We can communicate with people literally on the other side of the world instantaneously and share knowledge. So that outer that outer um, structure is in place and now we have to begin to become aware of the inner etheric and spiritual relationships that bind us all and when we become aware of those perhaps we'll be able to use the outer structure in more beneficent and creative ways those people who just tuned in you're listening to Inner Sight, our topic for today, Patterns of Meaning, Part 2. And earlier in the show, I mentioned that we have a little gift for you. It's, uh, well, let me tell you more about that. World Goodwill publishes a quarterly newsletter at no charge. If you'd like to receive a sample newsletter, please call at one eight six six N Y Lucis. Think of one eight six six New York Lucis. Lucis is L U C I S. Or go to our website www.worldgoodwill.org. There you'll find an archive of past newsletters on the power of goodwill to affect change and bring about right human relations between all peoples and nations. So once again, if you'd like. Uh, our little gift that we want to give to you. Uh, that's the World Goodwill uh, Newsletter at no charge. Please give us a call at one eight six six ny lucis For those people who would like to make donations, we certainly welcome your donations and we appreciate your support. That's Those donations, both large and small, is what enables us to continue doing these shows for you. Uh, donations are tax-deductible and can be sent to Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. All of our inner site programs can be heard on our website at www.lucistrust.org. On the homepage, you'll find a link to today's program, which will be available for hearing in a day or two. Last week's program is already available, and many of our past programs can also be heard. Once again, that's www.lucistrust.org. The theme of each week's program is posted in advance on our website 
And also you can see in advance what next Sunday's program will be. I was thinking other ways, getting back to our uh, our theme today, the Patterns of Meaning, uh, Part 2, uh, I was thinking, are there any uh, ways that all this mass information given to us on Google, Internet, uh, and all of the other multitude of ways that we get uh, information, can it can it serve uh, our inner development? Uh, we were uh, speaking about our meditation, our inner development, and uh, can it in some way enable, uh, act as a catalyst for that inner development to maybe take place on a more profound level? I'm sure that it is, because... Um well, one example, I, I haven't participated in them, but these um, ongoing conversations that people have via the Internet with people whom they've never met and are not likely to meet, those can, I suppose, expand the sense of the, the one humanity and the common ground that exists between all peoples. That's um, a, a way of breaking down the barriers and the sense of isolation that afflicts so many people today. Another aspect is the communication and sharing of information that we need to be able to live healthy and satisfying lives. Uh, for example, the use of the Internet to um, uh, provide health services is interesting. The medical records that are read and interpreted by physicians and lab technicians in oh, say, India, and instantaneously communicated back to the doctor in the United States or Europe is um, uh, a lightning-fast um, way of uh, getting information and expertise without the expense of travel or of uh, employing a lot of people that we wouldn't necessarily need on a full-time basis. Scientists are, I think, in constant dialogue with each other without having to meet in person. Can you think of other examples? Well, yeah, since you mentioned scientists, there are have been instances where scientists in different parts of the world are working on a similar or same kind of experiment, and they're coming up with uh, the same conclusions, but they've been unbeknownst to each other. And uh, there, there, there must be some kind of inner etheric or telepathic uh, connection there, uh, unbeknownst to them or unrecognized by them. Well, the mental plane has no borders or barriers. That's that's the great thing, and it's so such a unifying factor. This uh, the mental nature, the principle of mind. And I was thinking while we were talking about the outer effect of the internet, that this is really an an uh, a symbol of an inner. Uh, structure that is also in the that exists in the etheric level, because the outer effect is is simply a reflection of what uh, already exists on the inner planes. Um, <clears throat> because, um, for example, I, we talked about earlier about this the etheric nature, the etheric body. Every person, everything has an etheric counterpart to it. In the etheric body is really uh, very fine strands of energy, very composed of myriads of threads or force or tiny streams of energy, and they're held in relation to the emotional and mental bodies and to the soul. So there is this inner connection already existing between all the peoples of the world at the etheric level. 
And so the Internet is simply our way of trying to reconstruct what already exists at the etheric level and at the mental level. As above, so below, As I above, suppose, so is below. the principle. Yeah. And uh, this etheric uh, network that exists is part of the great etheric network of the whole planet itself. Our etheric bodies are part of this etheric body of the planet. And once we begin to explore and delve into the etheric nature, then we will be close, more closely uh, <clears throat> being able to tap onto these inner ideas that exist and the beings, you know, the spiritual hierarchy. This is how they, they communicate between themselves and this is how they communicate with human beings although their ideas have to be stepped down to a level that can register in our slow brain cells. Well, and speaking of slow brain cells, this is where I think the need for more quiet or contemplative or meditative time has to be um, built into the daily uh, rhythm if one does want to become more attuned to that um, um, registration of ideas on a higher level, just allowing the mind to be constantly bombarded by sensory input uh, is from traditional technology, from the traditional levels and focus of, of technology is not enough. That stimulates the brain, but without really drawing upon the higher resources of the mind. How does one awaken the higher aspect of the mind? I think through quiet through reflective thought, through uh, allowing the mind to rest and ponder on essential concepts such as brotherhood, unity, uh, right human relationships, the nature of love, uh, the will to good. There, these, these really huge spiritual concepts cannot be grasped immediately and I wonder sometimes whether the speed of uh, life today and the rapidity with which information is exchanged is perhaps lulling people into thinking they can also gain spiritual enlightenment at a very rapid pace and as far as I know it doesn't usually come that way you have to build it into the life and and expand the consciousness in a kind of incremental way if you want to develop spiritually and still retain your sanity and your good health. So the the need to develop the the soul consciousness, which is the the aspect of consciousness that registers spiritual ideas in their wholeness, has to come through more quietude and more reflection. Mm-hmm. And the whole pace of life today yeah. is kind of going in the opposite direction, it seems to me. Yeah, it's, it's a big distraction from where we really should be going in consciousness, and, you know, in the development of consciousness. But uh, I was interesting in reading in one of the Bailey books that um, telepathy will be more of the normal, uh, the normal means of communication in the next 500 years. Now, you know, today we just don't perhaps understand how telepathy works, but within a few hundred years it will be a normal, it will be accepted, and there will be more and more people in the world who are telepathic naturally. They will be born that way, 
And I think most of us are more telepathic now than we realize. I would agree, yeah. Because we're picking up information and impulses and ideas from other people all the time. We think some of our thoughts are original. They, hey, I came up with this great idea. But then, you, in fact, you might have just been picked it up from somebody else in the uh, atmosphere of where you live who had the same idea. And we find examples of... Uh, people, uh, uh, one person expresses a thought and another person says, oh, I was just thinking of the same thing. Mm -hmm. And that happens between you and I all the time, mm -hmm. whether you know it or not. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you express an idea and say, yeah, I was just thinking of the same thing. So uh, I know these, these ideas uh, flow between people because there is a constant flow of mental streams of energy flowing all the time throughout the planet. And so all of this inner subjective realms at the etheric level is available to us uh, if we can just begin to um, perfect and sensitize our inner senses more than the outer analytical and senses that we get through the daily bombardment of uh, ideas and sensory input. There was an interesting comment in this um, World Goodwill newsletter on um, patterns of meaning that kind of touches on what you're saying. It said that the global village is now a living experience for most of humanity, and telecommunications of all kinds continue to expand, bringing more and more of us into ever closer contact. It becomes increasingly difficult not to know about almost anything under the sun. And I would say that really is true. We may not want to know everything that's happening with every um, uh, celebrity in the world, but like it or not, we hear it. I mean, it's irritating. And uh, this is all part of the sharing of information and ideas. Our task now is to use this wonderful development and lift it up onto a higher plane where we can find a solution to our problems and uh, and the the terrible dilemma that leads to something like the war in Iraq and the failure to understand people of vastly different cultures. The the mechanism is in place for communication. We have to use it. And communication comes right back to the theme of our show and you know of goodwill and the energy of goodwill and the energy of love because, and that's, that's the whole thrust of the newsletter and the activity of World Goodwill, the activity of the Lucid Trust. And because without love, without goodwill, you wouldn't have this kind of communication because that's the kind of the carrier wave. Love is kind of the carrier wave for instant communication at the, you know, te telepathically, let's say. Where there is no love, then there won't be that communication. No, there can't be. There's so because it's, it's, it's an energy that uh, brings together, that builds relationship. It's a building energy, and that's why it's uh, so needed right now. And that's the whole thrust behind the World Goodwill newsletter, is to try to bring this point home to our readers. Please take advantage of our free offer, which is our gift to you today, and that's, um, well, it's about World Goodwill, which publishes a quarterly newsletter at no charge. And if you'd like to receive a sample newsletter, 
please call us at 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of 1-866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS. LUCIS is L-U-C-I-S. Or one or 1-866-695-8247. Or you can go to our website, www.worldgoodwill.org. And there you will find an archive of past newsletters on the power of goodwill to affect change and bring about right human relations between all people and nations. So, once again, if you want that gift, uh, uh, give us a call at one eight six six N Y Lucis. We'll be more than happy to send it out to, to you. You have been listening to Inner Sight. Now, we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. AC is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your AC unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts, better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. If your A.C. is blowing hot air, let O'Reilly Auto Parts help bring back the cool this summer. While you may need to eventually service your A.C. unit, get immediate relief with Interdynamics Arctic Freeze R134A refrigerant with leak sealer for $32.99. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs>